Welcome to the Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you'll be blessed by this message from Senior Pastor Marty Manuel. Well, why don't you turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21, I'm going to start reading from verse 3. John chapter 21, verse 3. And um, many of you know this story extremely well, but um, I may have a different slant on us for us today. Hopefully, let's see. Verse 3. The disciples were gathering, by the way, ready to go out to fish. And so verse 3 says, I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, hey, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net onto the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul in the net because because of the large number of fish. Many of us will probably relate to this story feeling like that we may have done a whole season of our lives not catching any fish not bearing any fruit. And, and maybe you've asked the question, oh, I'm, just, I'm just doing the wrong thing, I'm doing the wrong thing, I, I've been trying and trying and trying without getting breakthrough, or trying and trying and trying without hearing God or, or knowing what my life's purpose is. And I think this is a great example here of how sometimes we can be actually doing the right thing, but we can just be missing the mark by just one side of the boat. I mean, it wasn't very far, was it? One side, let's say the wooden boat's three meters wide. So we're talking three meters. It's not far, is it? And, and surely there wasn't a school of fish that was just three meters. Of, you fishermen will know this far better than, than I will, but surely they don't miss the mark by just three meters. If you've got bait in the water, surely they'll be attracted. I don't know. But a whole school of fish, 153 fish, happened to like it going on the right side, not the left. And they didn't even have those little fish finders back then. So it's just, it's just supernatural provision of heaven where Jesus actually just tells them, hey, try something slightly different. Cast your net in exactly the right position, and then you'll see supernatural provision released. And today I've called this one casting correctly. I am not a fisherman. I'll just get that right out there. I'm absolutely not a fisherman. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that just hasn't happened for me. But um, so often in life, and I want to talk for us personally and then us relationally. So first this is a personal thing, and then it's a relational thing to how we actually uh, then relate corporately or even with our, with our lives in general. But from a personal point of view, I think so often, if you think of a fishing, fishing hook, you think of someone on the beach casting, you've probably seen them down at Christie's Beach or Waypinga or wherever, uh, the guy's on the beach and they're, they're casting the nets, uh, casting the, the fishing hook. See how much I know about fishing, right? They're, they're casting the line. There you go. Casting the line out and they're you know, it's, it's going out a long way, and I always used to think the further you could cast, the better fisherman you were, but I think it's the accuracy, right? But this is so often how it is for us that sometimes our purpose is in a particular place, but sometimes we're overshooting ourselves. 
We're overshooting the runway, so to speak. And so maybe we have a desire from God that's, that's, that's out there. And so we cast our line right out there because we want it now. So we cast our line out right there and we're trying to pull it in. But it's not there. The purpose is not there. It's back here. And so often we can have maybe a, a vision or an understanding of who we are or even a, a lack of self-awareness or self-awareness whereby we're going for the long haul. We're going, we're going for it way out there. And therefore, we're just we're missing the mark, and, and we're not quite getting it. And we, so we cast again, cast the line again, and we try and put it out even further. And maybe there's a prophetic cry in you or in me that whereby we want some certain things to happen. So we keep casting. We keep casting, and we're casting further. Or maybe we try over there now, and we try over there. Lo and behold, all we had to do was just cast right in front of us. Right where Jesus is looking at us saying, hey, 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 don't worry about casting way out there. Just cast right in front of you. Right in front of you. There is purpose. That's, that's what I want to start with. And I, I said it a few weeks ago that our life's victory is won by many thousands of little victories. It's not one gigantic victory that all of a sudden, like Usain Bolt, we just boom. You know what I mean? Isn't he an, an, an absolutely phenomenal guy to watch? I mean, he, he's the exception, not the rule, okay? So, but, but for us, but even for him, you know, you ask him, it's been 20 years of little victories of running and training. And so, so often for us, we get very frustrated because we've been casting the line in the wrong spot, maybe too far. But then some of us have been casting it too short. So we're still missing the mark. Maybe, maybe out of fear and anxiety and stress and even insecurity, we're just putting it out in front of us. When, when the school of fish is, is right in the middle, it's right in the middle, we need to just go for a little bit more. And by faith, we need to just believe for a little bit more. And the only way, you know, it's funny when you're preaching because you can preach a certain thing, um, you know, let's say a theme, a common theme, um, and... And there'll be 50% of the people that it's right on for and 50% of the people that maybe it's right off for because we're all in different places. But the key to it becoming relevant for every single person is our awareness of where we are at with Jesus. Our awareness of where we're at with Jesus. So for some, you are being victorious. You are overflowing. You are seeing and hearing from him. And therefore, you're knowing I'm casting the line in the right spot. Or maybe I need to cast even further now because I'm starting to realize that I've got to stretch my faith a little bit more and step out of the comfort zone and actually begin to cast further. Others have, have been casting further, maybe maybe out of that desire and that, that nature within you to drive and want to succeed and want to see things happen. You've been casting it out there for years, not knowing, hey, just pull back a little bit. Just pull back a little bit. And having that self-awareness of your posture with Jesus will give you the answer. If you're frustrated in your life today where things aren't happening and maybe they haven't been happening for years the way you would desire or you think Jesus would desire them, have a look at your posture with Jesus. Have a look at your posture with him, your positioning with him. Where's he telling you to cast? How far out? How far in? And, and here we see supernatural provision released simply by them being obedient. Simple obedience can mean a slight little decision change. Yes, I have got a new watch if you're wondering. <laughs> I know I have a new one every week, but, you know, I just couldn't resist. It was $25, and it was just a bargain, so 
I could see some of you appreciating it, so I just thought I'd give you that feedback. You know what I'm talking about? Our posture with him will quickly give us the self-awareness that we need. It's like a reality pill. Ah, okay, you're not as good as you think you are. Hey, you're better than you think you are. And depending on who you are, that is both relevant. Because our self-awareness will tell us, hey, wow, actually, let me look at the fruit of my life. Let me look at what's coming out. And so uh, I want to I give you a key, and this is a catchphrase, and, and Ryan loves catchphrases. He's got about 30,000 of them. Just, he'll just pull them out and boom, 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 you know, just like this. I, I haven't got that many, but, um, but there's, one, there's one that uh, I think is, is really relevant for us. And I'm all on about impartation. I love impartation. We may do that on the night when Peter comes. We may ask him just to pray because there's something about catching what someone else has. But sometimes if all we want is impartation and we forget about the imputation, then we forget that it's Christ in us. It's Christ in us. If we're always going for impartation, which is importation, we forget about actually becoming creators of Jesus Christ in us. And it's his power in us, not any man, not any woman, not anything else. It's his power in us that actually creates the victorious life that we're all going for. We're all asking him, Lord, I want to see these things. I want to hear your voice. I want to know how to um, run my family or be successful in business or be successful in whatever it is in life. Our posture with Jesus will give us the answer. And if we're willing to sit for half an hour a morning and just say, Lord, where am I with you? Am I casting way beyond where my maturity level is at? Am I casting way beyond my reputation? I think when Chad Mansbridge came on a masterclass, he spoke about reputation. It was such a good word because he actually said that, that actually learning leadership is looking at your own reputation. And having a good look at it and look at it honestly and say, what is my reputation? What is my history? What does it look like relationally and with the Lord and with people and in in my different realms? That will quickly give you a self-awareness of where you stand. And when we have that, when we have that reality with him, we can have an honest conversation with him. And even if you're in a completely worse position than you ever thought possible, that's okay. Because that moment when we're face to face with him and his word and worship or whatever it is for you to to connect with Jesus, then the, the light gets turned on. And as soon as the light gets turned on, the journey of maturing begins and gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And I think that's when we realize that our, and that word imputation, it's not used very often today, but let's, let's put it down as credited. It's, it's a credit to us for free, for free. We are credited with righteousness, the Bible says. But it's not just righteousness. We're credited with the life of Jesus Christ. We don't deserve it. We just, all we have to do is believe by faith. Abraham was credited, righteousness was credited to him by faith. So simply by faith, we are able to receive what we need. If you're in need this morning, go for imputation from Jesus Christ. Go for it. 
Go for it. It's free. It's available. He's willing. He's able. He's desiring all of us. We're his kids that we would go to him and receive from him so that we can actually get bigger and more mature and contain more, understand more, live more, relate better, and do everything that he's desired us to do. Does that sound good this morning? Awesome. Well, let's finish it there then, if it's that good. Yeah, it's... Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> when, when we realize that it's all about him and our posture with him, and it's the pivot point of everything we do. Everything we do, he's the pivot point. And our connection with him and our intimacy with him. But for me, this actually really helps us as a kingdom family in understanding one another, uplifting one another, and honoring one another. I want to show you how. I can't read all of this because it will take me too long. But in Ephesians 4.11, we know about the five-fold ministry. And we have apostles and prophets. And I, I sometimes get the order wrong. And I do it specifically so that we don't get too set on the order sometimes. But apostles and prophets and pastors, teachers, evangelists, okay? And so we have the fivefold ministry, and, and that's very important to see. And we're seeing now kingdom family, apostolic family all over the world is being talked about, taught about, and, and received, and it's good. But then when we connect that with Romans 12, and I'll read a little bit of Romans 12, uh, I want to just bring something out that I think really helps us in our accurate positioning with one another so that we don't cast way too far with one another or too short. And so... Let's read from Romans chapter 12. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 4, I think we'll go. Um, yeah, Romans 12, 4. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are, the bo- are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, Each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to his proportion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches, in his teaching. He who exhorts, in his exhortation. He who gives, with liberality. He who leads, with diligence. He who shows mercy, with cheerfulness. This is a a key. If If you marry this up with Ephesians 4.11, we can see here that there's many gifts in the body. Many gifts. I think about nine if you combine them here, roughly. But you you can see here that Jesus actually has given his body all sorts of different traits of his own personality. The Godhead is is completely unique. It's completely complete. There's nothing missing. They're not missing a pastoral heart or a mercy heart or anything like that. The, The Trinity has it all. But what he's chosen to do through Jesus Christ is release to his body different portions of his own nature. And to each one of us is given according to his grace or according to his will in another version it says. And so he has chosen you and you and you and me to have different gifts to one another. That's why we're needed when we gather is to exhort one another, to lift one another up. Here's where we get it wrong that I can see and me probably as many times as anyone else in the room. And that is that we expect things from one another that that person's not graced with. We expect that person to be a certain type of person that normally mirrors me, mirrors us, you know, because we like people to look like us. 
and to think like us and to be like us. And so we measure everyone else against ourselves when we're actually to measure them against Jesus, measure them against his purity. And when we do that, all of a sudden the expectation is out of the room because, hey, you've got a great heart that loves helping people. That's a grace that some some people don't have. Some people have it in, in uber measure, right? That means a lot. Some people have it in an enormous, and all they want to do is help. All they want to do is help. They just help and help and go around and help everyone. But then you have someone with leadership on their lives, and they're like, dude, can you just stop trying to help everyone? Can we just actually gather, and can we get some organization happening here, and can we plan this thing? Do you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, if we just recognize what's going on here, it's the body working together. And so all of a sudden, that leader can go, wow, that's a powerful gift. Okay, let's do that in unity together and in honor one another, and let's run together. And, and so we can see this in the body of Christ. We can see this in Romans 12. Um, Paul actually bringing such great apostolic kingdom family body teaching to us that we can glean from and we can say, wow, I need that gift that that person has because, man, they're so much more pastoral than I'll ever be that we need that. We need those people thinking about people's hearts and lives and how to care for them. But then we also need the real apostolic and we need the prophetic and we need that sharpness and that nature that wants to stretch us forward into a realm that we're not currently in. That's what the apostolic and prophetic done. It's it's like the sinews and the muscles just being stretched in a whole family. And when we do that rightly, it actually pulls the whole body forward because the voice of the Lord speaks through the prophetic if it's the testimony of Jesus. If it's the testimony of just what we want to do in our flesh, it'll die. But if it's the testimony of Jesus, the true prophetic word, then it stretches us deeper into the kingdom things. And so when we recognize that, it's like, wow, that person does hear from the Lord. I've watched, I've listened to them. The Bible says judge prophecy. So we actually watch people who do that publicly and we say, was that accurate? Is there their life? Is a fruit of their lives actually witnessing to that? Therefore, we listen to that. It's all about reputation and history, isn't it? Especially when it's public. When we want to go public on stuff, then we want to make sure we have history and reputation. If we have breakdowns and issues in our own lives where these things haven't been solid, then don't try it publicly. We get it right first, and then we release it publicly. And so this is about us recognizing. And so when we cast the line with one another, when we expect things from one another, we we don't want to be overshooting it with each other. We don't want to be undershooting it, not believing in one another, not honoring But we also don't want to be expecting things and saying, oh, that person doesn't know how to do this. Hey, of course they don't. They're not pastoral. Or of course they don't. Their main thing is not helps. It's actually leadership or whatever. And they're not even opposites. Sometimes they flow together. But I'll just read these out again just to highlight some of these things to us. So we are many and one body in Christ. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given us, each of us to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, prophesy. Faith. Um, uh, according to his faith, service, then we have teaching, then we have um, exhortation. I mean, who would have thought exhortation is a spiritual gift? Exhortation. If you're one who just loves to encourage people, it's something we need in the body of Christ. You just want to exhort. But you, you can't necessarily understand why a teacher just wants to actually correct some things and bring some, bring some order to the house because you just want to exhort them all day. And, and so then your misunderstanding or my misunderstanding is them that I'm just trying to cast the net into exhortation pond way, too, way beyond where they are because they're a teacher, they're a leader, they're a something else, they're not you. And praise God, we're all not me, we're all not you. We're completely differently. 
when we learn to honour one another, where our gifts lie, that's honour. That's honour. And it releases authority in a house. It releases authority in a body. Why? Because it creates a spirit of unity. A spirit of unity. The enemy hates it. He's the king of divorce in every realm of life. And so if he can bring division and divorce, that's exactly what he'll do. But when we recognize on one another, wow, that's why I've been frustrated with that person my whole life. It's because they're not me. They're completely different. I mean, if you get, if you get someone, it's dangerous naming names, but I won't name names of anyone here. But, you know, you might have a high-level prof, prophet person. Typically, they're not known for their pastoral gift. Sometimes they can have both, but let's just use a typical uh, example. Therefore, um, it's very frustrating for the pastoral person because they're sitting there going, they don't even care about people. They just want to prophesy high and mighty, you know. There it is, just casting the line way beyond just casting it way beyond that person. They've missed them. They probably missed the gift, probably missed any prophetic word that wanted to be released because they just cast the line way, way beyond them. Deeper, way deeper because in, in their own image, they were made in him, his image, not our own image. Thank Jesus for that. And the prophetic person is looking at the pastoral person saying, oh, we just, just stop hanging with people all the time and just get with Jesus, hear his voice for your life. And just stop caring about every single drama and need that's going on in the whole world. And you just want to make everything better all the time. That's because that's their anointing. That's their anointing. When the two put their anointing together in an apostolic family with good leadership and and good form, just like in a house, you have a mom and a dad and you have the kids. God created us to have good leadership and good form, didn't he? But when we do that... The spirit of sonship is released in the house and the sons can rise to a new level and the daughters can rise to a new level of authority. Why? Because they receive an inheritance. Because an inheritance is received in a family anointing, isn't it? And that's what the apostolic family brings. And um, we're, we're all different. Five of us guys went to Melbourne. We're completely different. Some snore and some don't. (laughs) and I'm not going to share any more than that. There was no judgment, believe me, there was no judgment. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But when we can actually learn to recognize it, I'm telling you, there's so much authority in this, and it will wipe away judgment for other people because you'll look at them and go, my goodness, I've been so frustrated with them, but I've been frustrated with them, and it's exactly what I need. Husbands and wives, maybe. This is a a lesson. It's like, oh, my gosh, that's why she thinks like that. That's why he thinks like that. It's like it answers things when we recognize the apostolic family flows through the body of Christ with all sorts of different natures and senses, but it's all the body of Christ, and it's all part of the Godhead, all part of the Trinity expressed in his body. And when we learn to speak that language, when we learn to discern, it's, it's really good first, if we want to have the gift of discernment, to use it on ourselves. 
If we want to have the gift of discernment, especially if we think we're a discerner of atmospheres and realms, and if you can walk into places and discern this and discern that, hey, use that stick on yourself. It's very important. It's very important. Because it's so easy to discern things in other people. It's the old adage, the parable of the plank in someone else's eye. But it's just in a different way. When we are, have a, enough self-awareness to actually say, wow, what is my walk with Jesus? And it, we might have a reality check where we don't judge anyone for like 25 years. Because we're all of a sudden confronted with a reality that scares us. And where we go, wow, Jesus, I want more of you. I want more of you. I want, I want to express the kingdom of God in what I do and what I say. I'm not going to judge that person who has a completely different skill set and gifting than I do. So what I'm going to do now is begin to honor that. Begin to honor that. Begin to honor that. Begin to pray for them. I, I, I did it this morning just praying for another pastor who is going through some stuff. And I, I just was just praying for him. And, and I was just saying, Lord, just release that blessing through him in that particular way. And it's powerful when we learn to actually give out. Because what we give out, we get back, as we know this to be a biblical principle. And so when we get out of our own selfish zone of, I need, I need, to, Lord, release blessing on them, release anointing, give them more. R.T. Kendall says this, one of the greatest tests for us to be able to tell whether we've truly forgiven someone is, can you pray, Lord, prosper them? It's a great litmus test. Have you really forgiven? Lord, prosper them. Prosper them financially. Ooh, that hurts, doesn't it? To say that. Lord, bless them. Give them so much money that they have an abundance. Bless them. Radically bless them. It's like a testing point. I'm telling you, that's the kingdom though, isn't it? The kingdom is different than what we, how we normally operate in the world. It's completely different. And it releases blessing. It releases anointing. We begin to think differently, talk differently, understand concepts differently. Because the kingdom culture breeds. It breeds. And when we learn to, to operate like this with one another, the misunderstandings begin to uh, diminish. Because it's like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's... That's, that's your gifting. Right, so mine's a little differently, so how can we do that together? We begin to honor that with one another, and we begin to release blessing or unity in the body. And that brings power. There's a blessing in unity that is just so far beyond what we can imagine that I think that uh, it, you can't even speak enough about it. The last thing I'll say on this is that I think it's really important to make sure that we're casting correctly. The, the hook is going out exactly in the right place on all sorts of practical levels in our lives. And, you know, like I said, our life's victory is won through many thousands of little victories. And so it might be decisions. It might be relationships. It might be how you use money. I mean, money's a big one. I was telling the guys uh, when we were traveling that there was a scheme some years back I won't go into it because it's rather embarrassing. But uh, there was a scheme some years back that um, I jumped on the bandwagon. Karen said, don't do it. Uh, she was right. <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, uh, it's one of those things that we can easily, you know, hear the story and get all hyped up and we'd bang, we cast the line and, hey, this is me, right? Cast the line way out there. Let's do this thing. Hey, this is awesome. And, and it's just in completely the way, uh, completely way off 
in a different track. There's no anointing. There's no fruit. There's no, nothing born from it. So it was just me casting the line in the wrong direction. And I'm sure you can think of stories about yourself where decisions, relationships, understandings, jobs, career, study, whatever it is, casting the line in the right spot, the right area, the right side of the boat. That's where we're going to see the fruit with one another and with ourselves. So that's what I want to pray for today. Is that okay? All right, you're ready to receive that? Because the thing about this parable, or this story that uh, is told here in uh, John 21 is that it, all it took was obedience to take them from one small place to another. Probably it's only very small incremental changes in our lives to take us from barrenness to fruitfulness, from nothing to abundance. And the key is obedience. The key is obedience. Just to hear his voice, to recognize it's him. He was a long way away in this story, but one of them recognized it was him and was so excited, he jumped out of the boat, took off his robe, jumped out of the boat and ran to him. So for some of us, that needs to be our response. Get rid of baggage, get rid of insecurity, get rid of hurts, get rid of criticism, get rid of toxic thoughts, get out of the boat, run to Jesus. And then 153, I was going to say sheep, that would have been phenomenal. I mean, that would have been supernatural. 153 fish happened to be there three meters away. They'd been there all night. Obedience to your master is the key. It's the key to take us from barrenness to abundance. So let's stand this morning. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it sharpens us. Every single time we read and we hear, it sharpens us. And Lord, I ask this morning that in this house, Lord, that you would release fresh grace to understand how much you want to release good things through us. And you want to do great things. You want to release fresh understanding and fresh victories and take away all the little thinking. Take away little problems and people problems and, and bring us into a victorious abundant place in our lives. And we ask today, Lord Jesus, we choose to lay down aside any small thinking, any criticism, any judgments, jealousy, blockages, things that have been resistors to abundance and kept us in barrenness, and yet we're thinking we've been on the right track. And so we repent of wrong thinking, stinking thinking, as some call it. And Lord, we ask that today you would replace our lack, come and impute your righteousness and your grace and your abundance and your thinking, the nature of Jesus Christ inside of us. That you would so come alive in us, Lord, so mature us, take us to new places, Take us to new places. I pray you would stretch us even as a house, Lord, into a new maturity with you, a new honor with one another, a new love for one another, a new serving for one another. And there'll be a grace on us, Lord, to love people and, and, and receive them and tell them about Jesus and expand the kingdom in whatever way you have for us, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness today. 
Lord, we lay down aside when we've done things wrong and when we've got it wrong, we've cast it in the wrong area completely. And today, Lord, we align our hearts with you afresh. We choose obedience rather than rebellion. We choose abundance rather than barrenness. We choose your way, the life of Jesus Christ, rather than our way. And Lord, we ask for your presence and power to fill us again. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit, to come and bring revelation, to come and wake us up in the morning, to come and do whatever you want us to do. So we pray even right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come and fill us, your people, the body of Jesus Christ, with fresh anointing, fresh anointing right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You just receive by faith whatever you need, whatever the atmosphere or the realm or the wisdom, discernment, whatever it is. Receive it by faith this morning. Lord, we pray for credits from heaven, credits from heaven, from your hand, to be deposited within us, Lord Jesus, that that it would be you in us, you in us, getting more and more comfortable, getting more and more alive. We pray for a release of inheritance over this house. Lord, I pray for anyone who's struggling today in any area of their life, maybe, maybe confusion and doubts and fears. Lord, I pray today as we stand together as a, as a kingdom family, Lord, we pray that you would stand with them, that you would cover them, Lord, I pray for victory over this house. I pray for victory over every person here this morning. I pray for victory in Jesus' name, that you would release the wisdom to know how to run the race. Wisdom to know how to run the race. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you today. We bless you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. And I want everyone to shout out amen after me. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org.